we're excited to share that the following offer has been extended through the end of the week. We hope you become a member today. Tuesday, February 28th marks one year since we launched the DSR Daily Brief. We're showing our thanks by providing you with our best sale price ever on membership. From now through March 4th, visit the dsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DAILYBRIEF to receive 50% off our regular membership price of $50 per year or $5 per month. Members receive access to bonus content, an ad-free listening experience, exclusive blog posts, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. This is a one-time only offer, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code daily brief to receive 50% off. Thank you for your support. Hi, this is Chris Kotnor, executive producer of the DSR Network's family of podcasts. I wanted to tell you about an exciting opportunity we have for a podcast producer. Our ideal applicant will have a deep interest and background in international and domestic issues, podcast production experience, and our desire to help grow the podcast. The person will also take the lead on promoting programming on social media and potentially could co-host podcasts, must be comfortable working with very high-level guests worldwide, including current government officials, strong academic background in political science, international affairs, or public policy required, excellent writing skills, a familiarity with WordPress, the Riverside podcasting platform, and a willingness to do whatever it takes is essential. If you're interested in learning more about this opportunity, please email us at info at the dsrnetwork.com. That's info at the dsrnetwork.com. Thank you. It's March 23rd, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Kotnor. Our top stories from international outlets this morning. Israel has ratified a law limiting the circumstances in which a prime minister can be removed, despite worries that it may be meant to shield the incumbent, Benjamin Netanyahu, from any fallout from his corruption trials, according to Al Jazeera. By a 61-47 to final vote earlier this morning, the Knesset approved the bill under which prime ministers can only be deemed unfit and compelled to step aside if the Knesset, or three-quarters of the cabinet ministers, declare them so on physical or psychological grounds. The amended definition for the incapacity of the Prime Minister is among a number of legislative measures proposed by the Religious Nationalist Coalition that have tipped Israel into crisis, with the opposition arguing that judicial independence is in peril and the coalition claiming the proposal's aim to push back against Supreme Court overreach and restore balance among branches of government. The AP is reporting that French unions are holding their first mass demonstrations since President Emmanuel Macron inflamed public anger by forcing a higher retirement age through Parliament without a vote. Strikes are upending travel, 
and blockades are expected at ports, refineries, and garbage dumps. Violence has intensified in recent days at scattered protests against the pension reform and Macron's leadership. Macron is stubbornly resisting the growing discontent on the streets of France, saying yesterday that the pensions bill to raise the retirement age from 62 to 64 must be implemented by the end of the year. The bill must now pass a review by France's Constitutional Council before becoming law. Indian opposition leader Rahul Gandhi has been sentenced to two years in prison in a criminal defamation case, according to the BBC. Mr. Gandhi was convicted by the court in Gujarat state for 2019 comments about Prime Minister Narendra Modi's surname during an election rally. He will not go to jail immediately because he was granted bail for 30 days and will file an appeal against the conviction. The Congress Party MP was present in court for sentencing, which comes a year before general elections are due. Defamation by itself cannot be a ground for disqualification from elected office in India. An MP can only be disqualified from office for offenses ranging from promoting enmity and election-related fraud, but they can also be disqualified if sentenced for two years or more for any offense. Elsewhere, according to Deutsche Welle, Spain's legislators on Wednesday rejected a move to oust Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez following 14 hours of debate in the 350-seat parliament. Sanchez of the Socialist Workers' Party is currently leading a governing coalition with the left-wing alternative alliance United We Can and the support of smaller Catalan and Basque parties. It was the second move to oust him in the current legislative period. Both attempts were brought on by the far-right populist party Vox. Some 201 lawmakers voted against the no-confidence motion, while 53 voted in favor and 91 abstained. Of those who supported it, 52 were members of Vox and one was an independent member of parliament. The abstaining votes all came from the conservative Partido Popular Party, the largest opposition party in the legislature. The parliamentary debate was marked by acrimony, with legislators attacking each other over personal and policy issues involving anything from climate change, feminism, the economy, and Spanish democracy. The Straits Times reports that a Canadian lawmaker has resigned from Justin Trudeau's governing Liberal Party caucus after a media report alleged he spoke to Chinese diplomats in Toronto in 2021 and advised them not to release two imprisoned Canadians for political reasons. Mr. Han Dong, who represents a district in Toronto, said the story is false, adding he is stepping aside from the Liberal caucus to avoid being a distraction and to clear his name. He will remain in Canada's parliament as an independent member with no party affiliation. The allegation was published by Canadian broadcaster Global News, which said it got the information from national security sources it did not name. The resignation comes after a series of reports that alleged Mr. Trudeau received intelligence briefings on Chinese attempts to meddle in Canada's 2019 and 2021 elections 
which his Liberal Party won. According to Kenya's The Nation, Ethiopia's parliament on Wednesday removed the rebel Tigray People's Liberation Front from an official list of terrorist groups, a key step in the peace process following the two-year conflict in the country's north. The House has approved the decision to lift the TPLF's terrorist designation with a majority vote, the parliament said on Facebook. The move will strengthen the November 2022 peace deal between the TPLF and the federal government, it said. The TPLF, which once dominated Ethiopian politics, was officially designated a terrorist organization in May 2021, six months after the war erupted. Reuters is reporting that the Honduran foreign minister is traveling to China to promote the establishment of diplomatic ties, an official said, signaling the end is most likely near for the country's decades-long relationship with Taiwan. At stake is China's growing footprint in Central America, once a steadfast base for Taiwan and where the U.S., is worried about Beijing's growing influence in its backyard. China's foreign ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin said Beijing welcomed the Honduran government's positive attitude towards building relations and was willing to develop them on the basis of equality and mutual respect. Taiwan's foreign ministry said it had summoned the Honduran ambassador to express its strong dissatisfaction at the trip which seriously harmed the feelings of our government and people. In lighter news from the AP, two inmates in a Virginia jail used primitively made tools to create a hole in the wall of their cell and escape, only to be found hours later at an IHOP restaurant nearby, a sheriff said. Authorities discovered the two men missing from their cell in the Newport News jail annex during a routine headcount Monday evening according to a statement from the Newport News Sheriff's Office. A preliminary investigation found the men exploited a weakness in the jail's construction design and used tools made from a toothbrush and a metal object to access rebars between the walls and then used the rebar to further their escape. After escaping their cell, they scaled a containment wall around the jail. One man who lives in Hampton had been in custody on charges including contempt of court and probation violations. Another, a Gloucester resident, was being held on charges including credit card fraud, forgery, grand larceny, and probation violation. Charges related to the escape are pending, the sheriff said. That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, I spoke with Carl Friedhoff of the Chicago Council on Global Affairs about the rapprochement between South Korea and Japan. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief. <laughs>